Welcome to NARPM Radio, your source for property management practices and ideas to help your career, delivered to fit your busy schedule. NARPM Radio, get tuned in. We are here today with Sean Miller, the president of NARPM Partner Point Central, and they recently sent us some information about unattended showings, and we wanted to talk more with them about how this might be a great solution in today's social distancing atmosphere. Can you tell us some more about that, Sean? Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me, and yeah, happy to. So unattended showings is uh, probably generally a concept at least some NARPA members are familiar with. Today, there's, there's generally two ways to do it. There's an older method that involves a locked box and a, that holds a mechanical key. Point Central's method is we install a smart home platform in the home, and then one of the benefits of that is unintended showings, which in our case is where someone gets a code, enters in the lock, there's never a use of any mechanical key. So people have used the lockbox, probably have the fun stories of that key getting uh, misplaced if someone sees a home and they like it and they don't want other people to see it, or someone comes in to do a work order and it gets misplaced, like that key more often than not does have some issues. So our system essentially removes the key and also coordinates things like the temperature, et cetera. So when someone shows up to do a showing, you can ensure lights are on, temps right, they get in and they generally have a, an enjoyable experience seeing it. Probably also worth noting right now in the current COVID environment, there's definitely a interest in unattended for distancing. But when things get back to normal, there's been a, some people have always just thought seeing residents when they come in is an important part of their business and it's sort of showing who they are. I think it's important to note that unattended showings can also be used to augment that. So in the event the, the agent is running late or you want to let the prospective resident have a little bit of time on their own, you can still generate a code for them that they can use to enter. When they enter, it can send you a notification and that notification can encourage you at that point to leave to go see the home or call them or any sort of way that works within your business to, you know, still provide the uniqueness of the individual NARPA member, leveraging the technology to be more efficient. There's some safety precautions that are built into this, Sean. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, into the system itself. So Point Central system is not Wi-Fi based. We actually, one of the key things of our components, we install a, a cellular based hub. So think of this as a cell phone that only talks to our devices. We're a subsidiary of Alarm.com, so we have six and a half million households running on this cellular network that we have AT&T and Verizon. And what that does is two general things. A, it gives us a reliable connection to the home. So you don't have to worry about paying for Wi-Fi in vacant homes. And cellular generally works. Our data packets are so small, it works on the equivalent. If you had one bar and a cell phone, we can get data back and forth to run the unattended showings. The other thing it does is it provides a high level of security We've probably all seen headlines of Wi-Fi devices, uh, maybe having poor security protocols or other people being able to access it. So by putting on a secure cellular network, we can make sure those devices are only being used by the people that should be using them. Great, so does the property manager get some information following the prospective tenants tour? Yeah, so there's two data points our system can generate or one data point, one action. The data point is when someone uses their code to enter. That triggers a notification to the property manager that they can then do what they choose to from them. The second thing that happens is when someone leaves, you can insert a link to a survey. 
that would go to that per prospective resident and ask for their feedback on the home themselves or anything else they're looking for. Again, given everyone's individual business, what people do with that notification at SurveyLink really can get creative to be as blown out as people want or as simplified as people want, but it allows for that flexibility. So if an owner decides to put this system on the property, what, what are their financial obligations? Do they have to have a monitored security system already in place? What, what are they looking at? Yeah, uh, the system itself, when it goes in, generally will con contain a couple components. It'll, it'll contain that cellular hub I mentioned, a door lock, a thermostat, and then most owners are interested in a water sensor. So this is something you put around, typically we see put around a water heater because water heaters, you know, tend to have small leaks before they have big leaks and the sensor can detect that small leak and let someone know before they have a, a swimming pool in, in, in what used to be their garage. So those, those things all go in and cost about $600 for those devices to get put in. Once they're in, there's essentially a recurring charge that covers the cellular fee and the software and all the integrations we have. So things like propertyware, et cetera, right? We can synchronize property status with that. So that to the operator, they're not spending a lot of time in our system. They can just sort of tell us, here's who on my team needs access to vacant homes. Here's what I want the temperature to be. And then, yeah, I want to turn on unintended showings and our system will automate a lot of that stuff in the background. That fee is less than $15 a month. Once that goes in, uh, the unique thing about our system that's different than say a, a lockbox that does unintended showings is that lockbox will serve a purpose while that home is vacant. But once that home's done, you're, you're gonna move it or maybe you have to store the lockbox for a while. Once our system's in, it's going to keep doing things like the water sensing. Uh, we also have the thermostat can detect if the HVAC unit has problems and we can tell the property manager about those problems well in advance of the unit actually breaking down. And what this has proven to do is allow owners to have, to save on HVAC costs because now they're just doing basic maintenance to fix things versus major repairs or replacements of HVAC systems when they didn't know about problems before. And also residents will pay for this today. We've seen 75% north of residents will pay $20 a month to have a smart home when they move in. Things like that lock give them extra sense of safety because they know who's coming in. They know when the kids arrive from school based on their code, et cetera. And then the thermostat will save them usually about $30, $35 a month on their electric bill or the heating and cooling bill. So they see value in it also. So there's a cost to the owner, but that's typically offset by the savings they see and additional revenue the operator can charge. That's great. That sounds like a great solution for owners and managers both. So does the property owner or does the property manager, do they need to register the property somewhere so that the, the information can be found about how to access it? How does that work? Yeah, so we work directly with the, the property managers. And what we do is we sort of help train them how to use the system. So if they're not using one of the PMSs we integrate with, how would they basically load the system info? If they are, we turn on the integration so that property information flows over. And then they would typically then just go in the system again to sort of tell us when a home goes vacant, if there wasn't an integration, so we can turn on the unattended showings or thermostats or to set up a home that went to occupied, you would say, here's the new resident's information. And the system would create a login for the resident. It would also do things like block the property manager from doing things from a privacy standpoint. So if someone had a camera in there or et cetera, you, you necessarily don't want the property manager being able to view in that camera when there's a resident there, but when that home is vacant, it reverses those rules and allows the property manager to see things like that. 
So we, we, we do try and automate as much as possible. There's typically a little bit of initial setup, but after that, the system can run pretty independently. Let's say that a property owner is working with a manager who decides to go with Point Central. What locks do they need to purchase do, or, or does that happen on the part of the manager? What, what do they need to go out and buy? Is there anything that needs to happen there? So the, the good thing is the, we try and make it as easy as possible. So everything the owner needs, they can buy through the property manager. So that cost, even I mentioned per month, that's less than $15. Like, you know, that's theoretically what we charge the property manager and then they charge the owner. The hardware, they would be able to buy. We have a portal. They can log in and buy it. It would get shipped right to the home. So the owner doesn't have to worry about logging in and doing anything. They just have to let the operator know, yep, I'm interested in doing this. Do I want the base package or do I want to throw in extra things like sprinkler controllers, et cetera. They let the property manager know that the property manager orders it. It shows up on home. We can schedule installation for it and the owner shouldn't have to lift a finger. Specifically like what's locks. We do have a subset of locks we work with. This is, we've been in business since 2011. Our parent company has been in business since 2000. We specifically went through a lot of locks and what we found is certain ones work really well in rental properties and certain ones have the characteristics we need from connected lock in terms of battery life, the amount of memory it has, et cetera. So we work with just Yale locks today, but again, for an owner, they wouldn't have to worry about that. It's just mostly a, yep, I want to do it and let the property manager know. Great. So what happens if the, the property is in a gated community? Yeah. So uh, historically gated communities, we had a partial solution. So if a gated community also had a community area or a common area like a pool or a gym you could put one of these locks also on that and then the community could have you know whatever code they use to get into the front home could also work in that community where we've historically had challenges is at the intercom it got into the gated community assuming that wasn't a uh, guarded gated community uh, we recently actually are launching an integration with a company called doorport that allows that intercom to also be connected so someone's code that they uh, use at their front door and in any common area can also now be used at that intercom to get access. So, you know, resident only has to worry about remembering one code and that gets them wherever they need to be in that community. Seems like a, a lot of homes have the Alexa app or other units like that, that they, that they use. D does this work with that? Yes. So uh, we have an app. If I started the basic level, we have an iOS and Android app. So you can load it on your phone or tablet. And then for people who like voice control, we're the only platform that actually has integrations with all three. So Alexa, Google Home, and uh, Apple. Uh, Apple also has a unique integration with the Apple Watch, so people can control things from their watch. And then we're also able to integrate with the Apple TV and an Amazon Fire TV. Great. So generally, Lisa, wherever people want to interact with it, they can. That's great. So if somebody is looking at a property to rent and they leave, what happens if they forget to lock the door, they don't turn the lights off, any of that? Does any of that uh, get addressed by this system? Yeah, so when you say they leave, I'm, I'm going to interpret that as they're still a resident, they just left the house maybe in a hurry and forgot to turn things off. No, I'm talking about if it's somebody who's looking to rent a property. So they've come for a self-showing and yep. they leave and they don't lock the door behind them. What yep. happens? 
So the door, you, know, you can turn on a feature where the doors will auto un auto lock after a period of time of being unlocked. That's one way to do it. You can also, obviously, the property manager can log in and see a property and just manually check if they want to see if the doors are locked or unlocked themselves. Most use that auto lock rule. Lights typically can be put on a basic schedule. So you can tell the lights, I want you to come on at, say, sunset or a period of time before or after sunset and turn off at a specific time or turn off at sunrise. We found lighting is one of those things that not only helps from uh, if you have people viewing later in the day, there's a comfort factor, but it also helps deter bad actors. And then the thermostat also, the thermostat knows it's in a vacant property. So if someone was to try and change it, will that be a prospective resident or again, someone in their painting and they, and they tried to change it, the thermostat will correct itself and go back to the temp that the property manager set. It seems like everything is going to smart homes these days. So this sounds like a great system for both property managers and owners. Are there other things that our listeners might need to know about? No, I, I think you hit it on the head, the nail on the head there at the end, Lisa. The, this system, when we designed it, you know, Smart Home, when people, when it first came out, was all about sort of the novelty and just a personal enjoyment. And then a little bit of, say, energy savings started coming out with connected thermostats. Our goal when we started designing Point Central eight years ago was, how do you make this an actual a business tool, right? Something that property managers can use to, again, make themselves more efficient, better protect the asset and better serve the residents. Uh, and that's sort of the goal of how we deploy this. So if any of your listeners would like to learn more, we'd encourage them. You can go to our website at pointcentral.com. We've got testimonials, videos, white papers, a bunch of stuff that they can use to read through at their own leisure. And if they have any questions, there's a way for them to get in contact with us. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much. We were with Sean Miller today. He is the president of Point Central, which is a partner of NARPM. And we hope that you all will have an opportunity to take a look at their website and learn more about it. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for listening to NARPM Radio. For more details on today's subject, refer to the show notes or visit narpum.org radio. And we'll see you next time on NARPM Radio.